Are you ready? A Shot of Wrestling. Episode 286. And away we go. Wait, so get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dog. I'm a more breaker. Strict plan, nature boy. About to seek and destroy. It's an episode of you. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Welcome to Shot of Wrestling's End of Year Awards, or as we call them, the Putties. Here's your host, Michael J. Putty. Thank you, Shane, for that beautiful introduction. Yes, welcome to our year-end awards, the Putties, our sixth annual award show. I can't believe it's been six years. Now, last week on the show, we had an interview with Marina Shafir that got picked up by some news sites. And since then, it's been impossible to reach Mark Shawan. Every time I call him, every time I call him. I'm right here. uh, Let's play along. Every time I call him, I get his assistant. Like today, I'm having trouble reaching him. And like, I'm hoping he's here today. Mark, uh, he's supposed to be here on this call. Mark, are you there? I'm right here, buddy. Uh, Welcome to the show. uh, How you been? Congratulations on the huge news this week. Thank you. Thank you, man. That was surprising to see it get picked up by so many outlets. But then again, it shouldn't be that surprised. We had... The problem herself, Marina Shafir, a badass woman, member of the Four Horse Woman, big title match coming up at BCW, Queen of the North Three against Darius Carter. Ooh, it was it was, it was a hell of a week, man. Hell of a week. Now I know you're a team player, and you know, we'll give you a hard time and whatnot. But was there a little, little, little part of you that was like, oh man, they didn't fucking mention my name at all? No, dude. Come on. No, really. Come I, on. I, I, a little I bit. Don't, a little bit. I don't need that. Whoa. I don't need that. I, I'm more still. I am a big team player. Uh, I know a lot of people, they, they think certain ways about me. I was actually pumped to see Shot of Wrestling getting its credit all over the publications out there. And hopefully that brings more eyes to us as the brand. Uh, I'm all about team first. I was always part of a team growing up. And that, that's just my attitude, man. The name on the front means a whole lot more than the name on the back. It's been, it's been like six years I've been doing this shit, and it's like almost. And we always wondered, like, Green Man's done, done some good interviews, some good stuff, but it never gets picked up. And it's like, oh, you got to do this and this and this, and never, nothing ever gets picked up. So when I saw that, I was scrolling through the um, my phone, app on my phone, I saw there was a notification about Marina Shafir talking about NXT stuff. I'm like, all right, what did she have to, what did she have to say? And uh, boom, it was awesome. It was fucking yeah. cool. And then people giving us credit. I'm like, oh, shit, look at that. Yeah, man. Uh, props to AJ Pan, man, for, for hooking this interview up for us. I got to say, man, like I've done interviews with Tommy Dreamer, with Richard Holiday I've done an interview with. Uh, you know, Abel's done an interview with Ace Austin. You know, th- th- these are just people that, like, while well, I've been on a show, I know you guys have done a lot of notable names beforehand before I was here. And, like, you know, with those interviews, I mean, I would send them out to the publication and say, hey, man, like, you know, uh, let him, you know, like, we did an interview with such and such, blah, blah, blah. And it would never get picked up. I mean, I didn't even do anything with this, and here we are. I was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. I like how they linked us to the show directly. Yeah. So our name was highlighted, and if you click our name, it brings you right to, in my case, it was uh, Apple Podcasts. I don't know if it's. Yeah, it was Apple Podcasts all around. So that was cool. Nice, nice touch. Thanks to you for the support there. Keep on trucking. Yeah. What, a, what a way to end 2021. 
And a big thanks to Fightful.com for picking that up or uh, for transcribing it all over. Fightful.com definitely got credit for that all over. Uh, the news spread even like different languages I saw, man. It was pretty cool to see. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Hopefully it's the uh, first of many times it happens in uh, the coming year. Absolutely, man. But yeah, not only this is our year-end award show, it's also the last show of 2021. Mark, we made it, man. This, this year's over. We, we did it. We, we made it. It wasn't, wasn't it, easy. It's it's weird. It's not actually over yet. A whole lot can happen in the next two weeks. Yeah. So a whole bunch of UFOs flying over New Jersey the other day, man. So we don't know what that means. But yeah, it's been a crazy fucking year, man. Crazy fucking year. Started off hot January 6th. Tell you that much. Man, I'll never forget that. I was home <laughs> watching it as it unfolded. It was just nuts. And here we are almost you know, a year uh, anniversary. You, you know that didn't really happen, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the thing they're going. That's the new thing they're going for. I thought it was Antifa and the FBI. Yeah, right. Meanwhile, uh, Fox, we got the tapes. We got we got the tapes and we got the texts. Yeah, that was nuts. These text messages, right? We got the receipts. And there was uh, I think it was Seth Meyers was saying how eighty. They were showing clips of Fox News hosts saying how eighty-something percent of the country Republicans don't think the election was legitimate. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, well, it's because you're the one telling them that. Right. It's like a homeless guy who pees on the subway track complaining that it smells like pee on the subway. Well well played. I'm like, wow, that's fucking good. But again, I mean, that's the start of a different podcast we can do. No, about, I know. Here to talk about wrestling. Here to talk about celebrate the year that was 2021. You know, crowds, yeah, let's, crowds let's came back. Up. We, got, we got rid of the, we got into the Thunderdome. We got out of the Thunderdome. We got we out of go the, back in the Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, a, it was a big year for wrestling, man. Let's, um, let's celebrate it tonight and have some fun. All right. Let's do it up, man. Cheers, buddy. Cheers to you. Cheers to the show. Again, thank you for having me on. This is what, my third year now? I think so. Going on your third year, yeah. Going on my third year. Wow, man. That's wild. Feels like just yesterday when uh, when I first came on the show. No, it feels like three years. <laughs> You're such a dick. So last night, I should be had fun at Outlaw Wrestling. We had a good time over there. Great night. Big stars there. It's Indie wrestling is back, and hopefully it stays back with this new cases spiking here. New York State recorded the largest positive tests since the pandemic started. Yep. But they're trying to like downplay it last half full here. Well, there's more testing being done. Whatever. <laughs> We've heard that before. So we were able to enjoy an indie show here at the end of 2021. I masked up the whole time. I put a straw under my mask like I said I was going to. Did good- you really? That's funny. It was a good time. And so let's start the awards with our indies awards. Let's go with the... Uh, Indie star of 2021, Marcus, what do you have for me? Well, I'm going to say this, man. This this one might shock you because of the fact of my history with this man. And uh, he's actually my next interview coming up uh, next week. Next two weeks, we will be off from our regular format, but we will have interviews along the way to, to keep you guys entertained during the holidays. I am talking about the longest reigning world heavyweight champion in BCW history. Mr. Darius Carter. The All-Father. The All-Father yep. himself. Listen, before the pandemic, and we actually talked about it in the interview, before the pandemic, he was always great. We all knew that. He, course, was, yeah. he was almost untouchable on the mic, in the ring. I had firsthand, <laughs> firsthand view of what he does to the ring. Uh, he demands a master of his craft. Didn't think he could get any better. But somehow, some way, during this pandemic, he did. I don't know how he did it. I didn't necessarily know there was another layer to him, but the man fucking found one. 
and he's pretty much champion everywhere he is, every single promotion. And he's going to new ones all across the Northeast. Got to give it to him, man. The man was untouchable here. He's the man of the Northeast. He's the man of the Indies. He's probably going to be the next one to be signed. Darius Carter. King of the North. King of the North. Well, yeah, man. It's a hard one to argue. Darius Carter's been killing it before the pandemic. He's a star of the pandemic. He's been killing it post, quote unquote, post pandemic. It's definitely not post pandemic. <laughs> We're never going to see post pandemic. Uh, uh, yeah, he's great, man. He's he's really fantastic. And I'm surprised he hasn't been signed yet. And I'm assuming 20, he's going to be. I'm assuming he's going to be. 2022. They have to see him. Next time AEW is here in Barclays or Long Island or New Jersey, I'm assuming Darius Carter's name has to pop up on those dark cards you see. He needs to get uh, some uh, TV time. My indie stars. There's so many indie stars. Like, again, I was thinking about Darius Carter, the year he had. Look at fucking TJ Marconi becoming the belt collector, too, here in the Northeast. I'm waiting for those two to collide. But I want to have some fun here, Marcus. You know, I want to get a little controversial here with my pick. Let's start off hot. When you look at the indies, not only here in the tri-state area, but nationally here in the United States, one name that seemed to pop up throughout 2021, making a huge name for himself, huge statements wherever he went, the new king of the death match, Matt Cardona. Oh, wow. Not only did he come out, I forgot what promotion it was, I think it was, I believe it was GCW, he started off hot, he came out against Nick Cage, but he was dressed as John Moxley, imitating John Moxley's moves, attacks Nick Gage and reveals himself, and he got the instant crowd heat, got the instant crowd heat in New Jersey when he beat Nick Gage in a death match. And when he beat the king, you become the king, king of the death match. Congratulations to him. Then he had a feud with Effie. He actually lost his internet championship. Regained it back, though, rightfully so, after being screwed by Brett Lardale. And now he's going to create a pro. It's like everywhere he goes, he's making waves, and he's bringing, does, eyes, does, he's bringing more eyes on the indie scene, which is something the indies need as they come back out of the pandemic. Does he count, though, per se? Is he signed with Impact, or does is, is he just have a, a working relationship with them? I believe it's a working, I think it's, I think it's a working it's, relationship with them. It's a working relationship? Okay. Because I was going to say, like, he's on Impact. We see him on TV Weekly right now. Like, does yeah, that necessarily that's, count that's, as, as, as controversial market? Because also, like, he did a lot of this stuff before he signed with Impact as well. So I'll give credit for that. I mean, I don't mean, know yeah, Mark. Yeah. I'm doing controversial stuff. Let's have some fun. No, I mean, like, listen, dude, Matt Cardona is a self-made man. and always was, even in WWE. I mean, like, it, the man made a controversial statement before uh, last week, I think it was, when he was talking about how since 2005, since he's been in WWE, that, that was his developmental. Well said. It, it, it's very well said, man, because he's hitting another layer. To talk about people that are hitting different stratosphere than what they were before, that's Matt Cardona. He's, yeah, so- he's definitely gotten away from being Zack Ryder. I thought he had a great year in 2021 and uh, profited him. Looking forward to what happens in 2022. Because now he's an impact again. The door's always open for him in AEW. What's going on now with NWA? Still involved with GCW, still involved. Now create a pro going for their championship. He's involved, he's a, he has a hand in a lot of cookie jars, this guy does. The world is his oyster right now. He doesn't necessarily need to be signed anywhere from what he's doing. I mean, he's, no. he gets to do his own thing. He's got his own brand going even outside of all of this with, uh, with the podcast he does. The action figures that he collects, I mean... Those are all worth a fortune right there and Dude, sell. He's sitting on millions of dollars in that house. If that house ever goes up on fire, I hope he has insurance for everything because he's loaded. <laughs> yeah, right. Jesus Christ. Uh, you probably might want to put those things in a safe deposit box, something. Yeah. But, like, the, the man is smart. You know, he, I don't think he gets enough credit for, like, how smart he is and for the way how he brands himself and what he does. He's completely self-made. He was doing that in WWE, get, creating opportunities for himself, which WWE did not like. It went against the plan or whatever the plan was. And, and now 
he's he gets to do whatever he wants. Why would he sign anywhere? You yeah, know? Right. Why put a leash on him? Exactly. Let's stay. So good pick. Thank Controversial, you. yeah, sure, but like good pick. Yeah, can't argue that. Can't argue that, right? So don't at me, or do because I might be bored tomorrow. Let's stay in the indie scene, Marcus. That's what indie star is the one to watch in 2022. First of all, before we do this, let's look back on our ones to watch in 2021. You picked Vicious Vicky. I picked Rick Recon. Both of them had stellar years. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. Both of us had hit the nail on the head that year and looking forward to 2022 for both of them as well. They'll continue their strides. And uh, let's see who you pick for 2022. Listen, man, uh, you know, this might be cheating, but I'm going to go back to the well here. I'm going to go with Darius Carter again. Uh, for a whole different reason. I think Darius Carter, you kind of touched on it before. I think this is the year he gets signed. I, I think this is the year. He's just he's just so damn good, man, and that's on his own. I, I can only imagine what happens when he gets signed to, like, say, NWA, when you have, like, vets over there, where he learns more so from a, from a TV aspect on what to do. Like, he definitely has some miles to go, man, and, like, and that's on his own. That's through his own training, what he's done in the indies and just – his work ethic is insane. And talking to him uh, off the air on our podcast, man, the, the dude is incredibly driven, incredibly yeah. driven. A great mind for this business as well. I, I love talking. We talked for a good hour after our interview uh, off the air. And it's just amazing picking his mind. And like, I, I honestly, I'm pumped for him, man. Like I, he's definitely debuting in a lot of other promotions next year. The man's work ethic is insane. I think NWA, MLW, are the most realistic, I think, in, in my eyes. WWE, I don't think is going to touch any anyone from Independence for a little bit right now. Not yet, nope. But uh, yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. Twenty twenty two, we're going to see Darius Carter on TV. I had a feeling you would pick him as your twenty one to watch in twenty twenty two. And um, there was other categories yet to come. I was thinking, can I do that? I think it was Matt Cardona. I'm like, can I pick Matt Cardona? Is that against the rules? Didn't realize we make the rules, Marcus. So yeah, you can do. You we, can double, we make the rules. You can double dip if you want, no problem. But yeah, I mean, like, obviously, it's different reasons. Like, yeah, this was obviously this year. Uh, he was like the Roman Reigns of the Indies, pretty much. And then going to next year, I mean, he's, go- he's going to hit another level. Yeah, well done. Well, congratulations to uh, Darius Carter. Good pick. Again, it's only a matter of time we see him on AW Darker Elevation, man. It's just his time's coming, and it's going to be happening next awesome, 12 months. man. I, 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 think, I think he's above that, personally. Oh, I totally agree. With that, you. Not not to knock anyone that's been on there, but oh no, like, I totally agree with you. But that, that's a way to get his foot in the door for national television exposure. Yeah, and that's what seems. I mean, is doing whatever city they're in, they bring the local indie talent. And what bigger name here in the tri-state area than Darius Carter? He he would have to be more than a squash match or like oh, a no. multi-man match. Like he he can't be on that. No, he like, can't be a squash he, match. Yeah, he knows that. He knows that in his head. My one to watch in 2022 was a little, uh, it was hard to pick. I wasn't really dabbling in the Indies too much this year. But there's a lot of big names out there, Marcus, man. And I'm going back to, an, I think, it was one of the last interviews I did. Me and Green Man used to do interviews together. Very nice guy. Big fan of the show. Big supporter of the show. Big name in the Indie scene. Recently appeared on AW Dark, by the way. And uh, there was just, he's just something holding him back. I don't know what it was. But now that he's aligned himself with the NBC and Prince Nana, I am looking forward to Mike Verna's year in 2022. The oh, man, man of steel himself. It's, he's going to be the man of steel. He's going to go to the man of gold. I think it's only a matter of time for he racks up his own championship collection. Looking forward to Mike Verna's year in 2022. Something I'll be following very closely. Mike Verna, man, let me tell you. Uh, I've been following his career for a little bit. And we actually had an opportunity right before the pandemic, actually, to call one of his matches against uh, Greek god Papadon. Yeah. Remember that? I do. And that was a hell of a match. Uh, we got the call right there. Matches, and yeah. 
it, it was cool to see Mike Verna perform live for the first time for me. Really cool dude. Knows what he's doing. Uh, got a great mind for the business. And he can go, man. He just he, he looks the part, too. Like, if you think of a, a wrestler, mm-hmm. if you think of someone you want as the face of your company as a champion, that, that's someone right away you want to think of right there. And he's a dual threat because not only in the ring, not only wrestling. He's but, an actor. But Hollywood's calling his name. We look forward to big things coming in Mike Verna in 2022, both in the ring and out. No, yeah, good for him, man. Like that's something I didn't know about him. That he, again, was talking about marketing. Uh, the man markets himself very well as an actor, as a as a professional wrestler. Uh, he he knows what he's doing. The whole embassy does, man. What embassy is a great faction, one of the best factions in the Indies right now. Looking forward to them in 2022 as well. But I saw you, man. You, you jump ship from the PCA, man. I was wondering. I was wondering about that. I mean, yeah, I I, I see. I've noticed for talent. I had it was was federated was my team. And now I'm, I'm trying to I think I'll line myself with the uh, NBC. And then you know, too good. Uh, is that is that done with too? No, too good's still my number one man. I mean, I get big cuddles in the NBC too, so I'm double dipping as well. You're a bandwagon fan. That's what you are. You're a bandwagon fan. Okay, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> like my brother-in-law, man, doesn't know much about football. I say, oh, I'm a diehard Patriots fan. I was like, dude, you, you, you just started watching football like yesterday. And then Tom Brady goes to the Buccaneers. Oh, I'm a big Buccaneers fan. All right. <laughs> Just say you're a Tom Brady fan. Right, save, yeah. save the embarrassment. Yeah, save the embarrassment. All right, Marcus, for the last time in 2021, what, what was trending this week? Oh, man. The person of the week. Hands down, it's got to go to Kevin Owens. KO. WWE. WWE on Fox at WWE on Fox. Kevin Owens confirms he has re-signed with WWE. With a big graphic of KO and a quote from him, the decision was pretty easy because it was really the best thing for my family. End quote from KO. Congrats to him. I think that's a good move. I uh, I know a lot of people have been surprised by this move. I think a lot of people were assuming that he was going to go to AEW. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Owens, he is a family guy. That's something that's not a secret. But people seem to be pretty pissed off with this decision for whatever reason. It's getting it's getting crazy out there in the Twitter world about the man making a decision for his family. You don't say. And I'm and I'm glad some people are standing up for him. Just talk wrestling at just talk wrestle. The fact that I can see some people upset over Kevin Owens reportedly resigning with WWE tells me everything I need to know about the entitled nature of wrestling fans in 2021. Wrestlers are not your toys or your possessions. They are allowed to make whatever decisions they want, buddy. Let's talk some shop here. KO, what do you think? Resigning with WWE, good thing, bad thing? And uh, what are your thoughts about the fans here? Just talking shit. Not surprised. That's what wrestling fans do. Not only wrestling fans, but fans on Twitter in general. I mean, you're a Hollywood actor. You know, even fans talk shit about everything. Again, as a WWE fan here on the show, I'm happy he's staying. I thought it was a good fit for him. He has a good spot here on the roster. Were you surprised? Were you surprised by it, actually? No. But I would not have been surprised if he jumped ship as well. Right. He he did make make some teases before about possibly jumping shit on, on social media. He, he he was I don't necessarily know if like maybe if that was like a negotiating tool, if you will. Maybe if that was smart move by him. Yeah, hell yeah. But going back to what we're talking about Johnny Gargano, all of a sudden during our conversation, I'm like, like whatever he wants to do, what's best for him and his family right now? It's all he worried about and that's what Kevin Owens did. Sat down with his wife and he said the best option is to stay with WWE. Good for him. I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision. 
you know, I, I was really thinking about this with uh, Kevin Owens resigning with WWE, right? And I'm, I'm thinking, AEW, they only have so many spots left, man. And they, they only have a certain amount of budget that they could and there's not that afford. Many spots. Not that many spots left, yeah. yeah. Right. Impact, they definitely don't have the money, uh, that type of money to compete. No, he'd be big uh, fish in a small pond there. And Kevin Owens, he does have a family to think about. Like, he can't just roll the dice and go out in the indies because those those waters, I mean, they could be uh, they could be pretty rough, especially with the pandemic coming around back again. Yeah, so yeah, uh, he has, he's a lot of kids. He's not like two kids. He's like what, three, four kids. I does he? I'm not he, too sure, a, but the number of kids, kids he has. Yeah. All right, so so smart. I mean, WWE definitely has the money to afford him. It's not like KO. It's not like he's got a bad spot in WWE. He's got a pretty damn good spot. He's competing for the for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And also, like, it's also he has a good spot in general. Like, he's not someone we see sporadically. He's not someone who's spending a lot of time in his catering. He's consistently on our TV, whether it's, we enjoy it in a good program or he's stuck in a shitty program we think it's shitty, but he's still on our TV. So the, I think they're a big he fan of Kevin really Owens. Has been in a shitty program? I, I don't remember him ever being in a shitty program. I don't recall any offhand, but I remember people saying that. So just take that for a grain of salt, please. Um, okay. But he's, he's being used. It's not like he's in catering. They, and then they know, yeah. they know how to use him. He's a former champion. And, like, sorry, to, uh, to go off what you said, he he also is someone that knows how to make the best of his opportunities. So say, like, for example, if it's like a, a myth storyline, he knows how to get a shine yeah. on. Something about Kevin Owens, too, I always appreciate it. I mean, he's better as a heel, of course. Most people are. But he always gets a reaction from the crowd. Always. He's not somebody who's a face and comes out like it's crickets. If he's a face, the crowd cheers him. If it's a heel, crowd boos him. He gets a career. He knows how to play off the crowd very well. So I'm happy that he's here. I'm happy he's staying on our team, so to speak. And underrated on the mic, I have to say. Oh, yeah, big time. You know, the, the man could cut a promo. and The man could improvise as well. Remember WrestleMania when they had the rain delay? Yeah. They were kind of scrambling what to do. They just put KO on the mic. And he cut one hell of a promo on the spot. That definitely wasn't written. Nope. So, I mean, obviously, WWE, they, they saw the value in KO. KO definitely played it smart. I, I do feel like he played some sort of uh, mind games here with WWE to, to get what he deserves or what he feels it, like he uh, deserves. I think he said it was between two or three million a year or three years. W- w- was that it? Yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, come on. Come on. Let's get, give it up for KO. And for the, for the fans that are just saying, fuck the family, go to AEW. Like, what? What Wait, are we talking you about? Can't are you really a KO fan or are you an AEW no. fan? Like, you, those are the AEW marks who I talk about, obviously, who who hate everything about WWE, who want pretty much they want AEW to be WWE's roster but only run by AEW. So you can't listen to those guys. Again, there's, there's hardcore AEW fans, but again, there's also hardcore WWE fans. You can't listen to either one. You got to look in the middle, like us, who are rational, we can balance it out. This is a smart move for Kevin Owens. Smart room for his smart move for his family. Again, I wouldn't be, have been surprised if he jumped ship to AEW, but I, I would not have been excited about his future in AEW. Again, his, yeah, I mean, there's so many, there's so many big fish in that spot, in that pond, and there's so many spots given. Not to say that Kevin Owens couldn't do it, couldn't uh, make if it. If somebody could, a, he could. From, he, he definitely could. Yeah, but like, could AEW give him three mil a year? <laughs> I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Congratulations to Kevin Owens. But you know, I don't know, maybe. Maybe since they freed up with Urban Meyer from Jacksonville Jaguars, maybe they roll out over AEW. Who knows? Too soon. Who knows? I think that's too soon. <laughs> but, you know, going, going to AEW here and talking about overload of talent that they have, 
Uh, some other news kind of broke out that actually broke out today. Uh, shouldn't be too surprising considering what happened at uh, the final battle at ROH. Yeah, that was cool. According to Draven at Wrestling Covers, Dim Boys are coming. The Briscoe is expected to sign with AEW. Buddy, you don't get bigger than that as far as tag teams, as far as free agent t- tag teams coming in. People are excited about the possibility that this is happening. Christine at Shining Polaris. Oh, man, AEW is so stacked, especially the tag team division. If the reports are true, we will see the Briscoes soon to go after FTR, assuming in an AEW ring. I'm excited to think of all the matchups they will have. Hey, listen, man, if this is true, that's a big get for AEW. I'm sure it solidifies for sure their tag team division, probably the best tag team division in wrestling today. But again, man, this is this too much. Too much for, for a, a growing promotion. Yeah. Just another drop in the hat for them. But right? Something that was very critical with AEW since they debuted, it was always been told, and sort of kind of forced down my throat in my opinion, that AEW is where the tag team division is going to be. AEW is about tag team division, tag team, tag team divisions, this, this, and this, and blah, 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 blah. Hey, listen, man, their, their tag team wrestling is gold. Like, there's no denying that. I was never impressed with their tag team division. Really? I always thought it was underdeveloped, underwhelming, under underperforming until recent years. Until recently, I think this year in 2021, even the latter part of 2020, they definitely stepped it up. I, I agree with you. They're, they're, now they're attacking the division now. It's probably the best in the business. Well, I think a matter okay, I, I, I kind of hear what you're talking about. Because I, I feel like when it first started off, it was too indie. I, I feel like now they've cleaned it up. Uh, yeah, they did a great yeah, job. More, yeah, to be more uh, TV friendly. If you will, the young bucks, for example, you know. Listen, we were, we were, we have not been the biggest fan of the young bucks. Still aren't by any means. I, I've gained a lot of respect for them. I, 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 I do like them more now, as far as what they're doing. Because I feel like, especially since Adam Cole came along and they, they joined with Kenny Omega, they, they've kind of brought it down a little bit more. Like they're doing moves for a reason more so than just because I can do it and it looks cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which has always been my biggest pet peeve. But, you know, I mean, with this, if this is true, if the Briscoes are coming to AEW, if WWE, I mean, if AEW is bringing in more talent here, they have, as we talked about last week, three hours worth of TV right now. Yep. They got to do something with the Rampage. They got to make that a two-hour show, and they got to move that to a live show, like, to a live uh, a live broadcast, if you will, not necessarily this pre-taped stuff that they've been doing. Because... I feel like the time slot is killing them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. I, I feel like they put on a good product on there for sure. I, I think an extra hour on there would definitely free up some room to have some of this talent, and they can go. What do you think about that, buddy? I agree. That's one of the things that kind of turns me off about Rampage because I thought it was going to be their Sunday Night Heat. They're doing a good job with it, but one of the things SmackDown's been around for twenty-something years now. SmackDown's freaking awesome now, but it hasn't always been that way. SmackDown mm-hmm. was always pre-taped on Tuesdays. Aired on Thursdays or Fridays, and Thursdays or Fridays, it kept bouncing back and forth. And that was one of the things that hurt it. It was pre-taped. SmackDown's doing a lot better now than it's live. Came back live, what, three, four years ago? Right. So I don't know if they have the capability of doing a live show yet. That's another arena you got to rent out. This and that. You got to pay for the production crew. Pay for this, pay for that, pay for this. So I don't know if they're there yet, but eventually Rampage needs to go live. 10 to 12. Totally agree with you. 10 to 12, though. I mean, like that. That's where where, where else do you put it? it, it they got to go head to head with a promotion. 
They, they, they have to at this point. 10 to 12 on a Friday night is killer. That's not going to do anyone any good. It's a solid show. Saturday? It, uh, Sunday? Do you, do you, you just don't want to see it go head-to-head with WWE, possibly, or, or Impact. I don't want to see any. Again, I said this numerous times. I'm not being an AW marker or whatever. I don't want to see them go head-to-head at anybody. I want to watch wrestling when I want to watch wrestling. I don't want to see. I don't have to compete. There's, there's five fucking days in the week. Make it work. They, they're going to have to go head-to-head with someone. That, that, that's what it seems like it's going to be, man. But again, it's like, still too early. It's not been... Rampage only debuted what in September, October? Uh, not not that long ago, yeah, right? So, but it, it's but just the fact that like, but the fact maybe that it's a test, maybe it's a test pilot for them. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they bring on so much time, their their roster is growing. Three hours not going to cut it. Cut. You know, the, the Rampage deserves to have a solid second hour for them. They, they they can have they can go so more people can go and they'll develop these storylines more. That's what they were saying on the, uh, Mark Madden was talking about Ric Flair on the podcast, like. If you want to get exposure, you know, WWE has three, four, five, six, seven, seven hours of TV compared to three hours AW has. So that if you want to get national TV exposure, the better spot is WWE. That's what they were saying. I mean, it kind of makes sense going time-wise. But yeah, I agree. AW needs to amp up their... They're doing a good job. They're, I mean, they seem to be controlling YouTube right now. With the yeah. dark revelation... Evolution, what's it called? Elevation. Elevation, yeah. But those are just random shows nothing going on storyline wise if you miss a show you don't miss anything or or do they start putting some storylines over there to to start people getting put more eyes on it i don't know they, they, that was they my question creative that was what they i think they need, to start they need to start you taking advantage of their youtube shows make it storyline put it canon make people want to watch uh because there's not too much tv time yet until you get another hour of rampage you make, use what you're doing best with these youtube shows make me watch it right I mean, you utilize your whole roster you have, especially the fact that you keep on signing people. Yeah. Keep uh, bring people in. I watched a lot of free agents out there. I watched Dark twice because of um, Rick Recon and Mike Verna and Anthony Gengo in this past week. That's it. Yeah. You only watch Dark if you know somebody's going to be on the show. Right, pretty much. Make it meaningful. Give it, Now that you have Elevation too, it's Dark Elevation and Dark. What the fuck is this? Like, I remember, do you remember back in the day? Right, and I'm talking about early WWF days in the '90s when they had uh, it was superstars, superstars, right? It was, yep, su- superstars. You would see a lot of squash matches happen, but you would see then like the storylines play out though, even in the, even in those squash matches. Like something would happen after the match, a promo, if you will, or an attack. Something would go down to do like you know carry forth the storyline yep. because back back then it wasn't necessarily weekly TV or even a monthly pay per view. The pay per views were spread out quite a bit so you had to keep shit going you had to keep people uh engaged in these storylines so you they could still keep like with uh what they're doing right now with the format and aw dark and aw elevation as far as like you know the uh the enhancement talent but you, you can still bring on people to keep a storyline going make it creative totally agree man. my own two cents totally agree all right, Mark, let's get back to the awards. That's why people are listening. Let's go to uh, one to watch in 2021. We just did one for Indies. Let's go to the uh, mainstream. Again, I'm so happy. I've completely erased my EC3 choice from two years ago. Last year, you picked Bianca Belair. I picked Raquel Gonzalez. Both women went on to huge years, especially you, main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah. So, I picked right. So let's hopefully we can continue this momentum. Who was your pick for 2022? I'm going to, this might be cheating. Because uh, I, th- I feel like we're seeing a lot of foreshadowing right now of what's going to happen in 2022. 
one could argue like this might be a breakout year, but I, I feel like 2022 is going to be a huge year for I'm talking about Liv Morgan. Okay. You know, Liv Morgan has definitely shown a lot uh, towards the end of 2021 right now with her feud with Becky Lynch and props to Becky Lynch for elevating Liv Morgan to have her hit that level that I've been saying that I feel like is there that she's not tapping into. We're finally seeing it. Thank God. Uh, I think 2022, I think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see Liv Morgan win the women's championship. She has to. Right? If she doesn't, that's a huge drop and they're dropping the ball in there. If she doesn't, there's no way coming back from that. She's got like such a cult following too, man. Like the fans love Liv Morgan. Absolutely love her. And uh, I, I think she's coming into her own. And I, I don't necessarily think she'll be like a champion, like how Nikki A.S.H. was like uh, a one, two month champion. I, I, yeah. I, I think she could have a, a decent run here with she, this. <laughs> you said months. Nikki was champion for three weeks. Excuse me. <laughs> Listen, during COVID time, time has no meaning to me. Good pick, Marcus. Thank you, my man. What about you, buddy? This man I saw in the Indies a couple years ago, very impressed. Didn't know who he was, but he had a big following. He went to NXT, did very well. Oh, I know who you're going with. Okay. Especially aligning himself with Johnny Gargano in the way. He gets called up to the main roster, and now he's aligned himself with who better than the chairman (laughs) of the board himself, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, which means there's huge stock in Austin Theory and the way he's ending 2021. I'm hoping it catapults him into... 2022 because i'm looking forward to this man what or the last time we saw something like this was drew mcintyre if you remember correctly oh yeah i didn't think about that okay or this could be me this could mean austin theory will eventually be released go out and do his thing in the indies somewhere else up his game or come back and be the face of wwe that's a very good analogy i wasn't thinking about that but when he was was Paired up with Vince McMahon, Drew McIntyre was an Intercontinental Champion. He did do pretty well. He did. He did do pretty well. Actually, yeah, it was shocking one. when he was released. Not really, because then he got he got roped into what the three MB stuff. He the lost three MB. Yeah. yeah, I know. But Drew McIntyre though, he always had like a good looking. He always committed to what yeah. he did though. So like, Drew McIntyre, he was called the Chosen One. Like that was a legit real thing. He was chosen by Vince McMahon. Uh, Austin Theory. I, I feel like I'm getting the same vibes here. Listen, well said. I didn't think about that. We we had a chance to, well, I'm talking about me and, and, and uh, my my squad. We we had a chance to to share a locker room there with Austin Theory, right? There there was a lot of talk about this guy. I got to see that match live with him and Darius Carter. It was a Great match. fantastic match. And you know, we 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 hear the you know Austin Theory. I mean, this guy could be the next John Cena type. Like mm-hmm. he was, he's that damn good. Uh, we're seeing it. We're seeing it more so. Like I think Vince McMahon clearly sees it. Austin Theory, he's young. He's got a lot of talent. Good luck. He's got more talent as Pinky than probably a lot of other people. The man has so much potential. You know, he, he's just uh, he's that shiny toy that you can't wait to see what to do. This could go a lot of different ways out here, man, with this. Like, it could be what you're talking about. It could be what I'm talking about. Or it could be nothing. But hoping it's what I'm talking about. That's why I picked it, asshole. Don't, that, don't rain on my, no, listen, don't rain on my parade. <laughs> Quickly move on. Before I had you, before to throw you, it out there, before man. You do I that, had to throw it out there. Before I bring out my umbrella, let's move on real quick. It's time to find out the acquisition of the year. A lot of big names have been released. 
from various promotions. A lot of big names have been picked up by various promotions. Which was the biggest pickup in your mind in 2021? A lot of different ways it can go here, man. And like, I think the logical choice for me here would go AEW because AEW picked up a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> but I think their most important keyword, most important acquisition here is Brian Danielson. Okay. Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson, let me let me say about this. This man is a wrestling genius. We we saw what he did as he left WWE. WWE he had a fantastic run, dude. Yeah. Fantastic run through his whole career. Different stages of his career. He he evolved as a person. He he became a character, if you will. He became larger in life. He developed personality. Because beforehand, an ROH man, he was just a wrestler. And a damn good one at that. Now he's bringing all of this, all of his experience, all of his knowledge. The dude is a sponge, a wrestling sponge, mentally. Now he's bringing this to the young blood in AEW. He's also still in his prime. He can still go put up an hour-long match against Hangman Page on the AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming. Hell of a match, by the way. The man can still go, but he's also passing on his knowledge, you know, educating people like you know what to do in the ring, how how to keep in shape, how to have longevity how what to do what not to do in tv and slow it down you know th- this the most important i think signing AEW had this year and i think because i think it's going to have a trickle down effect for years to come good pick I, I was expecting to pick cm punk but good pick thank you i had a hard time on this one my honorable mention which means my second place was the inspiration for oh, impact because um i think that definitely gives credibility to the women's tag team division which was which was floundering but I think the biggest acquisition of the year by any promotion, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, AEW, for whatever, everything you just said. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Everything you just said. I'm, I am actually shocked because there are so many. <laughs> yeah, but I think that he's the biggest, biggest uh, impactful player. Again, for whatever he knows and he can pass down to the younger generation. It's just, I think that it was the biggest acquisition AEW has signed to date. Plus, the we're not even talking about this aspect of it. The the marquee value of his name that he brings alone, yeah, yeah, that alone. I mean, he doesn't. He's not even active in social media. He's got over two million followers. I mean, like there, there are people that love Daniel uh, Brian Danielson that just did the same mistake you did, yeah. and, and like it carried over w, uh, to AEW. Man, like he, he's got a strong support group. And wrestlers all around the world, they, they have nothing but love and respect for him. The fans have the same way. seems like backstage, both WWE and AEW have feel the same way about Brian Danielson. Just a good dude all around, very talented. Star name, brings eyes to the product. And also just, again, for everything I talked about before, the knowledge. Yeah. Again, the man will make an excellent coach, man. And he'll make an excellent coach one day. Again, he didn't leave WWE in bad terms either. So it's like, I don't think there's bad blood there. No. It's just he's he's it. And I think, again, that's huge for me to say he's the biggest pickup for AW since their signing. It's bigger than Chris Jericho, bigger than CM Punk. I think Daniel Bryan is the biggest, best pickup they've ever gotten. Props to them. Most important. It's their most important. I, I think they have anyone that they've ever brought in. All right, Marcus. Uh, we agree on something. That's that's weird. I don't know how to move, yeah. on from, I don't know how to move on from this, so let's just do that to this week's TV Takedown. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Marcos, again, some TV this week. What is your takedown? I mean, I feel like that's a loaded question because we're taking two weeks off here. Uh, so 
there's a lot to like look forward to here. So like looking forward down the road here, we, we just saw a big thing happen here Friday night SmackDown where Roman Reigns fired Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar came in and made the save. Fucking nuts. Uh, Fucking dude, nuts. Another la- we're talking about layers this whole show. Another layer added to the storyline, man. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, it, this is heating up to be a big time match here on uh on what's the pay-per-view called first day one day one whatever you want to call it day one okay day one Um, that's what it's called day one that's what we're calling it yeah no that's fine whatever day one no not whatever day one is what it's called not whatever okay day one all right go go drink some more day one (laughs) (laughs) there he is he's drinking (laughs) don't tell me twice but dude no i mean like again we i feel like we've talked about this before this this is the storyline that just keeps on giving, man. Like Paul Heyman, we kind of figured it was going to come to a head sooner or later about which way it's going to go. I kind of thought we'd see Paul Heyman be a weasel and kind of screw someone here. Didn't expect to see a firing tonight. Didn't expect to see Roman Reigns lay it to Paul Heyman. Hey, this is this is going to be cool, man. I'm going to see Paul Heyman now be a face with Brock Lesnar possibly. Was this too soon? No, there's two weeks before the pay per view, but then like, does this rivalry continue post pay per view? What happens here? Oh, dude, you know, there's a lot. I wonder about that too. I, I even wonder about that with uh, Liv Morgan, Becky Lynch storyline. Like, well, what happens after day one? Not too sure, man. Not too sure about that. I, I think then like it's just it's all going to be focused on the Royal Rumble, and then uh, it's, it's the road to WrestleMania from there. Yeah. I, I think does Roman Reigns. Beat Brock Lesnar? Does he retain? What happens then if that's the case? Does Brock Lesnar win? <laughs> I, or is this one big ploy to fuck with Brock Lesnar, and Paul Heyman's in on it to screw Brock Lesnar day one? I don't think so, Ish. man. I, I I don't think so. I, I think this was a legit firing. That sucks. I, I, I like that pairing together. Hey, but you know what? Brock Lesnar back with Paul Heyman. I I, I just like that. What I saw. Just right I liked what I saw last week. When Paul Heyman had a little bit of a return there with Brock Lesnar with the face version, it's a different version here, man. It, it's still fresh. I said last week, just when I thought that Brock Lesnar does not need Paul Heyman, now you can pair him back up with Paul Heyman. Mm, I don't know. It's, I'm it, it, looking forward to see what happens in the next two weeks. It's weird not to see them together. Oh, absolutely. And to, to have them back, it, it's the reunion we want. It was like uh, Miss Elizabeth, not with Macho Man. Like, whoa, what's up? What's this? Right, right. And it was interesting to see, like, I mean, Chicago is kind of almost like Bizarre World. Uh, see Roman Reigns get cheered so much. Yeah. Like, they, they were just eating him up. By the way, By- props to Chicago fans, except for those five minutes during the Drew McIntyre Happy Corbin segment, which I can't really fault you for that. No CM Punk chance. I mean, there were CM Punk ch- chance during that segment. That's what I'm saying. Outside, prop- there was, it was a boring segment for them. So I understand that, but like there was no CM Punk during the chance. Props to Pat McAfee. <laughs> Did you hear that? They were oh like, yes, audibly, I, yes. I saw you talking. Yes, audibly cheering for CM Punk during that segment. And Pat McAfee, we say what we want love. We want love. I agree with them. We want love. That's funny. <laughs> Pat McAfee was a savage on that microphone tonight, man. Yeah, savage. Man. Saved it. Saved the day. Too, too damn good, man. They're not paying him enough, but. Yeah, I mean that's my TV takedown, man. I, that, that's that's the match I'm really looking forward to see. Roman Reigns once again, just like he, every storyline he he's been in has been gold. And this this was just, if I'm going to pay attention to day one, it's going to be for this. 
I agree with you, man. That was my main takedown because nothing else really compares to what happened tonight in a Friday night SmackDown. But we are off for the next two weeks. The takedown, although we talk about what happened this week, we want to take that to see what we're looking forward to coming up. So this past week, I was looking forward to Grayson Waller's promo. See how he answered his attack on Johnny Gargano. Did well. Did not mention Johnny Gargano by name, which is well done. Yeah. Uh, he showed a lot of confidence. Very cocky. Um, he came off very easily to, to dislike because not only did he attack Vic Joseph, but he attacked Wade Barrett, the heel commentator, as well. Oh, he made it real, man. Yeah. He was reading off the tweets. I just, he, he, was, he was feeding off the fans. Good job. So this is something I was looking forward to, and it delivered. And now I'm looking forward to his future. Now, how does he play off this for the next couple of weeks? He get, he's got, definitely got to get a decent push. So he, his next rivalry is going to be LA Knight, which I think is going to be, uh, I think that's that's proper. Yeah, man, that's fucking weird, man, because they had a feud going into Halloween Havoc, but now they're both now switched. Now he's a heel, LA Knight's now a face. I have not seen Eli Drake slash LA Knight as a face in a long-ass time. I'm curious how that's going to play off so far in these mini vignettes pre-taped backstage in the parking lot that has worked. I'm curious to see how LA Knight comes off as a face in the future here, too, as well. well LA Knight is a pro, man. Like that's that's a dude that can he knows what he's doing. He 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 under, he knows the assignment. He understands the assignment. I have faith in him that he's gonna he's gonna pull off this character switch with open arms. I'm, I'm interested to see the storyline because I feel like Grayson Waller has to go over in this one. He has to. He has to. Uh, LA Knight. It's not like he's on his way out or anything, but like Elliot Knight is definitely a credible name for Grace Wall to go over to, to catapult him to that other level as well. But also, the Elliot Knight was grouped or latched onto the black and gold brand, even though he was only what debuted in what February, March. I was thinking the same thing, yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely going to put the uh, 2.0 guys over. How old is Elliot Knight? He's 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 up there, right? Hey Siri, how old is, how old is Elliot Knight? Okay, I found this on the web for how old is how old is L Knight. No, no fucking help. No fucking help. He's 39 years old. I just got it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you for nothing, Siri. So L Knight's 39 years old, which is actually going against the grain of what yes. WWE's looking to do. You know, he he might be on his way out in, in NXT and WWE, man. Who knows uh, the, the way they're booking this. Yeah, NXT, I see him on his way out. And I want to see him get called up to the main roster, but also, like, get he's 39. Where does he fit in the main roster? Kind of like a Bobby Roode type of uh, yeah. level. Exactly, as well put. So, again, I'll follow him anywhere. I'm a big fan of his. I'm 2022. We'll see what happens. Yeah. it's It sucks that we have to go there with the age thing, man, because, like, this, this dude could still go. He look, he's in great shape. He's in better shape than me and you, and he's, he's older than us. Yeah. I mean, like. And, but, well, Batista it, 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 start wrestling until he's in his 30s. Right, but but WWE has this thinking right now of uh, what they want to go with, and they're just like trying to stick to that. Yeah, you know, like oh well, if if you're old, if you're if you're thirty plus, blah blah blah, then you're no use to us. Put us, but put them behind the bar and you know let them go. It's I don't know. I go on all day about that. I mean, you look at you look at Randy Orton. You know that that man is on top of his game, but he's getting better with age. He's like a fine wine. Look at AJ Styles. He's in his 40s. Dude's crushing it. Looking look at football. Tom Brady. This I, I honestly believe Tom Brady can go until he's 50. Yeah, a lot of people do. You know, we live in a day and age where 
age is just really a number. If you're keep, if you're keeping up with your physique, with modern medicine and technology, man, like, there's no reason why you can't go. Real quick, because we have a lot of awards that still left, Marcus. Real quick, also on what's what's trending this week. I don't know if you picked it up, but WWE is, is interested in signing MJF. Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> so I, I I totally agree. Why wouldn't you be? But with their pre-taped promos, with their pre-script pr- promos, I should say, if you're MJF, unless you're getting like a con- clause in your contract by saying, I don't give me scripted, let me be me, would you go to WWE? Let me tell you something about AJF. MJF is going to go where he's got the best offer. I, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, but if he, if he can't be him in WWE, why sign it? He's not somebody who I think could be scripted. No, I, I don't think so either. But, like, you know, money talks, man. Mm. If, if Vince McMahon is serious about signing MJF and he puts a lot of zeros in that contract, yeah, I could, I could read a script. <laughs> you want me to read a script? I could read a script. What did we say? Sucker, sucker, Tash? I'll make that work. <laughs> MJ is probably one of the best promo guys in the industry right now, so I don't want to see him scripted. But let, let's bleed into our next award, Promo of the Year. Marcus, what do you got for me? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of good promos this year. Did I just say something, by the way? I, I said this last yeah. year. I thought this was a horrible award. There's no fucking way I can narrow down to one promo. But we did it last year because we think we both had one in mind. This year was a lot harder. A lot harder. But props for keeping it because this is, I think, now becoming one of my favorite awards. Oh, thank you. A lot of different ways I could have gone here. I think you're going to be shocked about this one as well, buddy. I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston's promo on CM Punk oh, at okay. AEW Rampage. Good one. We we watched that together, right? And I, I remember your reaction. Because of you. Yeah. I, I pushed that. I was like, yeah. dude, we need, to wa- I, we need to watch this. We need to watch AEW Rampage. And you're like, isn't this just like a Sunday night heat yep. show? Like, what, what, are we, what are we doing here? I forget that, yeah. And that promo, it was the first time Punk was getting booed yep. in AEW since his return. Uh, meanwhile, Eddie Kingston was supposed to be like the heel role. Roles completely flipped there. Eddie Kingston delivered such a passionate promo, man. You felt you felt the heat there between both men. You felt like, is this is this a shoot? Is this real? Mm-hmm. Like, did they what 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 bad blood did they have? Like, I, I feel like I need to research this. Like, it came from a real place. You can tell. With both men, if it wasn't coming from a real place, and they did a hell of a job acting, man. Eddie Kingston, he he puts his heart in every single promo that he does. This was just too damn good, man. Eddie Kingston is the bomb. I love that dude. Yeah, that's a great pick. Damn good promo. I said to you, thank you for postponing the show for us to watch it because that was definitely worth watching. I, I I knew it too. Like when I when they were said before, yeah. As soon as you walked in the house, you gotta watch Rampage. By the way, I'm like why? Okay. That goes to show you, man. That's a real show. Yep, that's a real show. When you when you have like, it was already gearing up, man. You, you've definitely had that AEW Dynamite. Hell yeah, uh, Kingston versus uh, versus Punk and a mic, two of the very best. And by the way, Eddie Kingston won that by a mile. Hell yeah, and it's coming from a CM Punk fan. But I gotta go with my Yonkers boy, bro. <laughs> I live in Yonkers. Eddie Kingston from Yonkers. Let's go. Put Rampage on the map. So a lot of good promos this year. Basically, I can say anything. Roman Reigns had done. So I was thinking about putting The Miz and Edge, one of them, because I thought they just killed it. And then it brought me back to probably not only my favorite promo of the year, but one of the promos that got the most reaction on social media. Probably one of the most trending promos, Marcus, excuse your language. October 28th, 2021, on Impact, 
There was oh, no apologies. Oh. No remorse. I was thinking about this one. No thinking one. about this one. Not any federation was safe. Moose calling out everybody after winning the Impact Championship. Okay. I mean, I watched it twice okay. tonight just to make sure. And yeah, damn, damn right. Great promo. One of the most talked about promos, not only in the Impact, but I think across the board in all federations of this past He called year. everyone out. He yeah. called everyone out. And subtly, it was well done. Yeah. By the way, I'm the best champion. You, no matter what, Tribal Chief, you're the boss. No matter, you can add a new day to the calendar. All that spiel. This is probably the most talked about promo in the year 2021. And uh, it was my favorite. From, from a man that's not necessarily known for his promos, by the way. Yeah. It was because just, I, I, bam. I, I watched the promo back, too. Like, it, he's, his, that part was trending. There was more to his promo in the beginning that didn't necessarily get to play. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it wasn't a smooth promo, if you will. But the end of it, the, the one that's been training, he ended that with a fucking right hook. Yeah. It got everyone's attention. Got everyone's attention. Again, like, you know, I have to give props to him because not a promo guy. He's not, like, you don't equate Moose to being like, you know, Paul Heyman, The Miz, Edge, Randy Orton. Uh, MJF, you don't quit him being that person, but the man did a good job. I don't know who wrote that. I don't know if that was on all him, but kudos, kudos to him for delivering. And I'm glad Impact is getting its love on here, man. Good for Impact somebody, by somebody. Get an award. <laughs> Let us remind you that last year, Diana Perazzo wrecked up a lot of awards here on the show. By the way, she did. So Impact, well, rightfully so. Impact does get a lot of love on the award show, anyway. But Marcus, we're in the go-home part of the show, so let's wrap things up and get to the rest of the categories. We present Shot of Wrestling's Year-End Award for Moment of the Year. This was a tough one as well, man. Very tough I, one. I, I had something written down before, and uh, I, I scrapped it, actually, last minute. I'm going to go. I got to give him some love here. The return of CM Punk. Again, AEW Rampage. Big CM Punk fan here. I couldn't believe it. No, not, not even know, we, could. Yeah, it's surreal. We saw the we saw the news beforehand going into it. Still, I I, I I'm not going to believe it till I see it. Saw it, heard it, loved it. Like that that was just an epic return. And to to see CM Punk happy again, like that was rare to see. Like he was a, he was in a, a good place, man. And, and uh, he didn't disappoint, man. It, it wasn't like he's just a uh, Someone's going to show up here and there. He's been showing up every week yeah. on both shows and delivering. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's for me, like, it, it's just awesome to see because I didn't necessarily think I would ever see it again. So that, that hands down for me, a lot of great moments this year. I, I mean, originally I had Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair headlining WrestleMania. Of course. Beautiful moment there great with that. Moment, but, yeah. like, for, for a person that's a huge fan of CM Punk, never thought I'd see him in a wrestling ring again. And the dude picked up right where he left off. With an epic promo. Yeah. And his hometown, no less. Again, moment of the year is hard. There's a lot of moments this year. And looking back, you know, uh, you know, Christian returned at the Royal Rumble this year. That was right. that was this oh, year. Dude, that was, uh, wow, that was this year. Holy shit. It's fucking nuts, right? Him and Edge hugging in the middle of the ring in the Thunderdome. That was this year. Wow. Wow. Miz, <laughs> Miz, Miz cashing in, becoming champion. That was this year. So many moments of this year. And going back to the Miz cashing in the first time is when I marked out really hardcore, not only the bet me and Green Man had, but I was a huge Miz fan. And I'm a mid-card guy. Right? I'm, I'm a, a lot of my favorite guys aren't main event level these days. 
I'm also a Mets fan, Marcus. I'm also a Dolphins fan, Marcus. My teams aren't giving me championships. Surprising, not a Jets fan, if that's the case. Yeah. There was a couple years ago, it keeps popping up in my like, time hop memories. There was a guy, an American Idol, who I liked from the, the auditions, and he won. I mean, this is the closest I'm going to get to a championship in my life, isn't it? Well, until this year, October 23rd, 2021, a man whose praises I've been singing for the last two years brought me home a championship. Moose cashed in on Josh Alexander after an awesome match against Christian Cage. The Christian Cage-Josh Alexander match had a great build, great story to it. Josh Alexander won his wife, his son's in the ring. Moose comes in, cashes in what they call their equivalent to Money in the Bank, and becomes Impact Champion, a moment I thought would happen in 2022. And that's a moment where I got literally jumped off my couch and marked out. Finally, one of my guys brings home a championship, Marcus, and I can revel in it. I'm like, yes. How have you been liking his championship variant so far? So far, so good. I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to January. Hard to kill against Matt Cardona and W. Morrissey. I think Moose is... I mean, I'm a huge Moose fan. He, Moose can do no wrong in my eyes. So he's been killing it. Promos, his matches week in and week out. Moose is great. I think his 2022 for him is, is looking pretty good. I feel like they had to make him champion. He looks apart, and then especially after the contract that he signed, like they, they definitely yeah. uh, invested in him. And the way they did they, it. It was just instant heel heat. Oh, yeah. Probably solidified him as a heel. All right, Marcus, let's move on to the next category. Rivalry of the year. You know, I got to go with something here that we haven't talked about yet. Really? I don't necessarily know how many people that listen to our show, because I know our show is worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to narrow in here to the indie scene, bring, bring it into the Northeast level here. Riley Shepard and Vicious Vicky have had one hell of a rivalry going from not even just titan championship wrestling but the other promotions as well the back and forth matches that they've had seen vicious vicky become a face riley shepherd becoming a heel things that we would never see happening because riley shepherd is like the heart and soul bcw she's a goody two-shoes to see a different level behind her go to this monster heel that she's become uh the fans actually booing her because the fans would love her we're talking about a Brian Danielson type of person here that people just love. We just saw a flipperoo there. The type of matches that they had were just like hard-hitting matches. They would have ladder matches, uh, no disqualification matches, a last woman standing match. Like It just evolved to such a hell of a storyline back and forth. I, I've, I've loved this rivalry. I know both of them very well. Uh, just, just to see them grow and evolve in such a, a magnificent story, long-form storytelling, I'm all for it. Great pick. Thank you. I know our audience all over the world here. Uh, both women you're going to see. Both women you're definitely going to see on your TV screen some point soon. Props to you for picking an indie robbery. It, it was the one spotlight. actually. Giving spotlight number to them as well. Like, when I looked at the category rivalry, just knee-jerk reaction was like that. When that was the first one that came to mind. I was like, I have to go with this one. My main focus was the uh, Monday through Friday shows. One robbery I kept mentioning throughout the show Past couple months, and I mentioned it also pre-called it probably my rivalry of the year. Match-wise, chemistry-wise, promo-wise, especially that one promo was a throwback to the Attitude Era, early to aughts era, Edge, Seth Rollins. Oh, wow, I mean, yeah. How do you not pick that? And the Edge, Seth Rollins just blew everybody out of the water. Yeah, and the matches that they had, too, or each one of them could have been, like, match of the year. There was three matches, man. You had the one at SummerSlam, yeah. the free on TV at MSG on SmackDown. Crown Jewel, 
You know, Edge had a great year last year in 2020, mm. especially with a rivalry with uh, Randy Orton. But then he, right. got, then he got hurt. He got sidelined. Yeah. I think 2021 was a great year for Edge. He's coming off with rivalry with now Seth Rollins, now going into 2022 with The Miz. I'm like, Edge had a great year this year. Edge, Edge, like, he's just one of those guys, man, that just, he he's better now than he's ever been. Yeah. And he was always good. After being gone for seven years, who would have thought, right? Right. If I think that time away probably helped him. You know, you look at his promo work because he went to acting for so long. Like, you believe every single word that he says. True, yeah. He puts it all out there. Like when I was talking about Eddie Kingston before, like he just puts it all out there, like lays it all out there for the audience. And he, you, you're, you're going to feel something when Edge speaks. Either you're going to hate what he's saying or you're going to love what he's saying. You know, it, 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 he's doing it on purpose. Everything he does is on purpose. He's He's got it up here in his head and he's got it. And here is his heart, man. But the wrestling, the wrestling knowledge and how to, how to get people to to react to how he wants them to react. Yep. Hands down, my great, greatest rivalry of the year for me. It, main, mainstream? Yeah, 1,000%. 1,000% agree with you, Nat. But moving on. The shot of wrestling. Here and the board for match of the year. Well, I have some bias here. <laughs> Not going to lie. I was there for this one. This is probably the best match I have ever seen live. I know some people were shitting on the ending here. I personally loved the ending and how it went down uh, for this one. Going to AEW Grand Slam, that match between Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. It surprised me that that was the match to open the show. And, and after seeing the whole card, definitely understand why the fans, we were on our feet the whole time for the show. We were chanting, we were screaming. We loved every moment. The match itself was cool. The, the chemistry between those two men were it was just insane. And to see end away ended like we were just looking at the clock, looking at each other, like what's going to happen? Like these guys are still going. What? What? How is this going to end? And I feel like it ended in a beautiful way. Of both men in the middle of the ring, I've, something I've never seen before because we've seen time time limits happen before, where like the person's about to pin or person's about to tap, and then the time expires. No, it, it ended with them going toe-to-toe in the middle of that ring, blow for blow. And I thought that was really fucking cool. You were there for that. So I don't know how you can really answer this question, but how does that compare to the no-limit time draw this past week against Adam Page? Well, my, the problem I had with that match, and by the way, actually, the match itself was great. Uh, hour long for both men to go like that, the way they did to keep the fans going for that, tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. I think he did a lot for Hangman Page, and it says a lot for Brian Danielson. Like, he, he's not done yet, man. He's got a lot left in the tank there, obviously, the fact he can still go like that. The problem what I had with the finish with that is the fact that just, just in September, we had a similar finish. You, you went too back soon. to the well too soon. Too soon. You, you, I feel like you need to space that out. You can't have like the similar type of ending, especially against a champion again. It, it so happens to be a different champion. I, I feel like it was just a little weak there for you, for you to go go that route again. Yeah, that's the so same thing. Yep. Do you remember the days? It's very rare these days, but do you remember when like a Hell in a Cell would finish a rivalry? <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. It, Even a cage match would meant, finish a rivalry. meant something. So on October 21st, a crown jewel, my match of the year, Edge, Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. This is the final match of a 
like I mentioned earlier, SummerSlam, MSG, now you blow off at uh, Crown Jewel inside of Hell in a Cell, which is what Hell in a Cell was supposed to be. I thought it was a great match and great storytelling. And it was just one of those matches I just watched. Like, I got sucked in, bell to bell. And I was like, wow, great match. It also told a story. I mean, that's a good and point. It was, also, it was also going back down as, uh, from what I'm reading online, as probably one of the best Hell in a Cell matches in recent memory. Because the Hell in a Cell matches we got before in the past was just cookie cutter. It was just thrown together. Yeah, match one, maybe match two of a rivalry. Yeah, true. Yeah, it didn't really it's, make it's, sense. It's fucking pay-per-view. Can we get rid of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, please? Yeah, stop with the gimmick pay-per-views. Like, give us... I don't like gimmick uh, pay-per-views, listen, just not Hell in a Cell match. No, I no, I because then you expect that match, that particular match to happen, and we get like an extreme rules match, extreme rules for first time. Yeah, rivalry. but extreme rules match, I don't match. But Hell in a Cell meant no, 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 something no, 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 back no. in the day. I don't want to predict when these matches are going to happen. Okay. Like, give, I don't care. I don't care if they go all of them go back to like in your house type of show. Uh, call each one something different every pay per view or every year. You know, switch it up, man. Make it feel more lively. Just get creative. Stop being lazy. It's lazy. That's what it is. No one wants to work anywhere, buddy. But Marcus, we have reached the conclusion. And now, Shot of Wrestling proudly presents the award for Superstar of the Year. I mean, really, do we need a drum roll? Do we need a surprise here? Hey, listen, man. Superstar of the Year, Roman Reigns. Let's let's keep it real. The The dude's untouchable. He's untouchable. He's held the, record, the, the championship this whole time, this whole year. The, the dude has not been stopped. Doesn't seem like he's going to be stopped anytime soon. Matt, like month after month after month, week after week after week, we always talk about Roman Reigns. He's always trending. Like he, he's getting all the accolades. He's on fire. Every rivalry he's done has meant something. Every match he's been in, every time he's on SmackDown, he's, he's making SmackDown relevant. He's the only good thing that's going on in WWE, in my eyes, that's consistent week after week. Yeah, some people get their shine. Some people like we'll talk about here and there, but every week, it's Roman Reigns. It's his show. He talked about being, that this is his yard, that he's the big dog. For years, we've been hearing that about him, I and mean, we never believed it. It was just forced down our throats. Now, I get it. I'm acknowledging him. He's the tribal chief. He's whatever you want to call him. He's moving the meter. He is the guy, not just WWE and all of wrestling. I don't know. I don't know if there's anyone else. Wow. Okay. Thought you picked CM Punk. Surprising you picked Roman Reigns. How can I pick CM Punk? How can how can anyone pick anyone else, man? Roman Roman Reigns has just like been on fire. Clearly, he hasn't had a down week. Clearly, you don't watch Impact. Can we, we, we someone impact it's better Roman Reigns right now? You're high. We picked your strip high. We we picked our uh, factions going for us when my first pick was Moose, and the year Moose had was compared to nobody else except Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns clearly superstar of the year. Seriously, because uh, <laughs> I was going to say what's in that drink? The impact he's had on the industry, non WWE but professional wrestling. AW Impact, MLW, BCW, Indies, Indies, Indies. Roman Reigns is next to none. Him and the Bloodline have consistently been on the highlight of SmackDown. He's had great matches, highlight matches against John Cena at SummerSlam, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Edge. and of course Edge at Money in the Bank and WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar. He broke. KO. He broke the 365 day Marcus champion. 
He's quickly approaching CM Punk's record as champion. I think he's the next in line. And Roman Reigns right now is the best in the business. Like, and he's appointment TV. Like, going again tonight. How, look what happened with uh, fucking uh, Paul Heyman. How yeah. many haters? How many haters has he turned, including me, including into you, yes. absolute diehard fans of him? You had because you're smart. And again, we talked about it a couple months ago when PWI put him as number two, and Kenny Omega was number one. And I defended that, the fact that Kenny Omega actually wrestled consistently. That was a fair point. But overall, now we're doing year-end awards, looking back from for the past 12 months, nobody compares to Roman Reigns. And he will continue his role as Tribal Chief, head of the table going to 2022, with no end in sight. Listen, like this is just, this is not knocking anyone that in wrestling. It's not knocking Kenny Omega or anything. That when I say it's not even close, I, I feel like a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of competitors even agree when you look at his body of work, what he's done. Mm-hmm. To say on a consistent level, week after week after week, that he's trending, that he's on a mic or in the ring or whatever he's doing, or even on a fucking interview. Yeah, like whatever he's doing, like he's been on fire. He hasn't had a down week. I have. I, I'm trying to look back in WWE history. Like you say what you will about John Cena, there have been times when he had low weeks. Steve Austin didn't ever hit every week. The Rock didn't hit every week. Like I, you would see, like especially in a, a one-year time span, Roman Reigns has held the company on his back single-handedly. I would say mm-hmm. to keep it relevant. I watch SmackDown only for Roman Reigns, and I'm a Charlotte Flair fan. Yeah, nobody compares. Good job for him. I acknowledge him. We acknowledge him on the show. And again, he doesn't, he doesn't wrestle that often. But when he does, his in-ring work also has stepped up. And his matches are very, very enjoyable to watch. He's, he is killing it inside the ring. The shit-talking well. he does in the ring, too, man, on top of that. Like, just love it. Love he, it. Even love his, everything he's doing. Again, you mentioned it. Kevin Owens, even that match against Cesaro. You knew they, he wasn't going to lose, but he made it enjoyable. Like, he, he made it interesting. Yeah. He made it interesting. Nobody, nobody compares to Roman Reigns. It's a, it's been his year, man. And if he can continue going to 2022 the way he's been in 2021, no one's going to fucking stop him. And I'm I'm assuming he will lose the championship at some point, but I can't ex- predict who it would be to. So 2020 like we, we all thought we all thought it would be Big E. We all thought it would be Big E. Not him. 2022 looking also my spoiler alert in 12 months time, this might be my pick again. But there's no way that they let him keep the championship for another year. What but if he maybe? does? I was going to ask, what if he does? Would you hate it? No. I don't think I would. No. I'm interested to see how the bloodline plays out without uh, Paul Heyman. Yeah. It keeps, it keeps you interested. Yeah. It keeps you engaged. So uh, I, I kind of want to see him break Bruno Sammartino's record, man. That's a little nuts. You can't do that. Yeah, it would be nuts. It would be fucking crazy, right? You can't but do that. But let's go. These days. Let's do it. <laughs> but there are a lot of records he could break. CM Punk, for example. I think Bob Backlund, I think, might be next on the list don't quote me on that but you want to get nuts let's get nuts break bruno's record hashtag that one yeah i'm not gonna go with that far but okay <laughs> so marcus schwann we've uh cleared awards this year we are done for 2021 again a lot of shit happened for both of us this year some good some bad most bad <laughs> well um i'm ending you're great man uh going 2022 i'm gonna be a dad i yeah. have a baby girl my world, has, I feel like, has changed already uh, just from that news alone. And, uh, dude, I am so stoked, man. I, it was funny. I was editing back the, the interview I had with Marina Shafir to put on uh, our YouTube channels. I, I got a little emotional even talking about that, man. Like, it's just... Um, oh, when you, when you told her 
you're having a daughter before you told me. Yep. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> I, I feel like she needed here first. Mentioned a couple weeks ago with our good friend Vacant Jeff on the show filled in for you. Uh, you know, a lot of this year was sucking for me with my father, and I lost my father, and now the second half, you know, um, I fulfilled a dream of mine going to a Dolphins game for my first football game. And now I'm going to be a godfather to one of my best friend's child. It's just, you know, this, this year has ended on a high note. I'm looking forward to 2022. What Going to the Jets-Dolphins game again. Of course, being godfather to your beautiful daughter. It's just hopefully, it, hopefully, I'll, hopefully I'll be at that game, actually. I would love to go to a football game with you. Yeah, maybe bring your goddaughter. My, your daughter, my goddaughter. Maybe That might that might be a little too soon to bring her to a football know. game. I'll, I'll, I'll buy her a Dolphins onesie. You, you will not. I will. Her, too late. Spoil, you will not spoil, give her Dolphins. Spoiler alert. No. It's already been bordered. That thing is going to go. It's the, already ordered, my friend. Too late. It's going to go in the garbage faster than Lundra Blaze when she put it, the Women's Championship, in the garbage. Anywho, uh, yes, we, we, we went on pretty long today. Thank you guys for bearing with us, for listening to the award show. Thank you guys for tuning in this whole year, 2021. We love you guys so much. We would not be here without you. Uh, for your subscriptions, for tuning in to us on social media, uh, for listening to our interviews, for listening to me and Putty babble on, go back and forth to each other. It's all for you. We we all do this for you, man. So we love you guys. We love wrestling. Can't wait to see you guys back in 2022. Uh, in the meantime, you can see our interviews are coming up. Uh, next one up is with me and Darius Carter. It comes out next week, so stay tuned for that. You can follow us on all forms of social media, at Shot of Wrestling. Putty, what do you got, my man? This is our last show of the year, 2021. As Marcus said, we have interviews for the next two weeks. And to us, wherever you get your podcast from us. But again, like rate and review us. That definitely yeah, helps awesome. us out. So let's go to our reviews, Marcus. Let's go to uh, Mama Labs. Rated us five stars. Preach. Oh, nice. Thank you. Amazing, amazing podcast with amazing guests. I highly recommend this podcast. Appreciate All it. All right. Sup? Come get you some. I hope you read a bad review one day. I, I want to know what our bad reviews too. <laughs> Me too. I love those. I'm looking forward to them, but it's, we haven't gotten too many. I yeah, guys. Even even if you hate our fucking guts, even if Mark like, Juan I, I, is like, I want to know. Like, so sucks to you. Like he's so smug and arrogant. Post yeah. that so I can read it to him. If you think because my opinion is rock and you hate Michael J. Putty, let's hear that too. No one hates me. I'm fucking awesome. Or if you guys want us to like, you know, jump in the Hudson River together, let us know. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. <laughs> so for the year that was 2021, I have been your host at Michael J. Putty until next year. Apologies to AJ Pan. We had to bump you from the show. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>